At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the HVAC Know It All podcast. We have a gentleman by the name of Jake Gibson on the podcast. We're going to interview Jake. Okay. Jake, uh, he started out in the field as a technician. Okay. And he's going to tell his story in the beginning. But what I wanted to talk to Jake about was his new venture. His new venture going into basically creating a startup company and creating an app out of it that is geared towards helping the industry. Now, I commend anybody that says, hey, I love what I do, but I'm going to I'm gonna try this because I have an idea. I think I can help people and I'm going to put my life on hold the way it is currently and I'm going to try to invest time and money into this idea. Okay, I commend anybody that does that because they are... They are accepting a new challenge, okay? And when you accept a new challenge like that, you don't know what's going to happen. It's like, hey, let's just do it, man. Let's live life. Let's do this because I believe in it. So I commend that. So we're going to talk to Jake about his app called Fixter, okay? He's going to tell you how it's spelled, but I'm going to tell you now, just so as we're talking, you can visualize the name in your head. It's P-H-Y-X-T-E-R, Fixter. Okay, and we're going to get into that app after Jake kind of runs down his his story, how he got started out in the trade. So Jake's coming up now, guys. Let's get to it. What's up, Jake? How's it going tonight? Uh, great, great. Love Mondays. They're, they're the best, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now the technical dif- difficulties are kind of out of the way here. We can get to talking. So um, you're you're doing something really cool and we're going to get to to that and we're going to we're going to let everybody in on your app and what it does and and what the advantages are and 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 all that kind of stuff but we got to set you up proper first and and talk about you and and how you got into the trade and all that kind of stuff and and what you did before you got into the app development um kind of field that you're in now yeah yeah sounds good so yeah, I, I mean, geez, how long ago was it? It was probably 15 years ago, I guess now. I, uh, I, I graduated university, came out of school, and uh, had no idea what I was going to do with my nice uh, liberal arts degree. So, uh, <laughs> so I um, gave my brother a call, and, and uh, he hooked me up with some friends of his that uh, worked for... Um, a commercial uh, HVAC company in Whitby, Ontario, uh, called okay. Direct Energy. Um, now, geez, I, I think they're are they Ainsworth now. I'm not. I'm not sure to be honest with you. If the name, I, I'm not to be. I, I'm not sure. So I'm, I, I won't comment on it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> just Anyways, just in case like, I'm wrong. Just in case yeah, I'm they, wrong. Yeah, they got they got bought and sold. So I spent my first three years of my apprenticeship working. Um, for direct energy and then uh, driving all over Toronto, stuck in traffic for hours on end, you know, a, a apprentice picking up parts and grabbing coffee. And it was just, uh, 
it was brutal, brutal. I mean, it was part of the job, but um, I ended up transferring over to um, Carrier Commercial Services in Ottawa. Okay. And uh, got into like chillers and boilers and stuff, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, really neat experience, worked with some amazing techs, um, some guys that really mentored me, taught me a lot about the trade. And, and uh, it was lucky kind of, I got to work, they had two divisions. So they did chillers and boilers and they had a rooftop division. So um, I got to work with both because I was still an apprentice. So that was, that was a, a great kind of time I had to, to educate myself. Yep. So I did that for probably three, four years. And then I got a call from a company out in Calgary, Alberta, that manufactured um, custom uh, HVAC rooftop units for mobile mining equipment. So they ran on like out in the oil sands, big open pit mines, electric uh, shovels, they're called. And they're like 13,000 volt, 7,200 volt um, shovels are like massive, massive, filling up 400 ton dump trucks that run off, literally run off an extension cord. Um, so we manufactured heating and air conditioning units just for that equipment. So you think like you put a rooftop unit on the, the top of a piece of mining equipment, it's just shaking all day. It'll, it'll just yeah. get beat all the hell. Right. So, yeah. so anyways, the, the equipment was really, really cool. It was heavy, heavy duty HVAC equipment. And the job that they hired me for was interesting. They sent me, um, all over the world training, uh, mine employees, how to maintain, install, um, and service this, uh, these custom units we made. So they sent me to like Africa and Chile and Australia. So, so that I felt kind of lucky getting to travel and get paid to do it. And were, kind of a fun were you, um, when you were traveling, were you, um, like, like, like how, how young were you? Did you have a family at that point or, or no, 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 no family. I was kind of on my own in a backpack. Just they'd send me down to so the longest trip I had was close to about a month and a half. Um, long and it was it was down to Chile for two and a half three weeks then on the way back I stopped in um, somewhere in the states I can't remember where it was and I might have been there for close to a week and then right from there I flew over to Australia and I was there for about three weeks wow and it was I mean that's a long trip like you're exhausted at the end of it and as much as I tried to enjoy it and have some fun you're there working right so it's not yeah. like not like you're just on vacation but that's right uh, that's right yeah, still, still pretty nice. I think I was about thirty at that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say like, um, I knew, I knew a guy back in the day, and I can't remember where he went. It was, it was an island of some sort, and he left for a year or two, and uh, I, th he was single at the time, and his job basically was to manage um, a bunch of technicians on this island. He drove around in a truck. Um, basically checking and helping and and managing them and it was like a dream job pretty much the way he described it um they they gave him the truck they gave him a place to live and he was right by the water i th i think he said he was right by the water like you go out and like the ocean's right there he said it was it's phenomenal so if, if you're young and you have an opportunity to do something like that i say take it because if i could go back to being 22 21 years old like when i was single and mm -hmm. you know what i mean i would have done something like that in a heartbeat thinking back right yeah well and a lot, a lot of people don't it's it's almost like they don't know or they feel like it's not attainable right yeah. You, yeah. you get into the trade and, and you get your job and you work and, the, and then you could be there for 20 years mm -hmm. but there's there's opportunities all over the place especially when you look at how 
great a lot of the training is around North America in the industry. I mean, we're highly trained technicians yeah. that can go get, that are getting sent around the world to train um, other people in the industry, right? Yeah. Like it's those opportunities are there. You just got to look for them and and be open to the opportunity when it presents itself. Oh yeah, and and the sheer experience of traveling the world just yeah. you know, I mean, you get to travel the world as you're working, so it's a, it's a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah. So, so after, after you, you stopped traveling and stuff, like, did you come back and settle down into a, into a position or like, how, how did it go from there? Yeah. So, um, it was kind of a, it was a training role, but it was also technical sales. So I'd be out at the, out at the mines and selling equipment and, and I got, I got pretty decent at sales. So they moved me into a full-time sales role, but it was selling all of the mining equipment. Okay. So, um, like we manufactured that the large electric shovels and underground mining equipment and as well as the HVAC stuff. So they, they moved me into sales and I, I did that for a couple of years and I ended up, um, in sales management down in Salt Lake city, Utah, um, managing the sales for, for their division of all their equipment. And that, that's kind of where, you know, to, to kind of move into, to Fixter and where Fixter came from, I, I was, I was working in that space. And you're realizing how difficult it is. We, we sold about $300 million in equipment a year and yeah. about 300 million in service across the Western US. And the service department always struggled from a profitability standpoint. And for a business that big, it, it kind, of, kind of made me question, you know, how does, how does an independent contractor or a guy that's coming off the tools wanting to start a business, you know, how much trouble is he gonna have you know, getting off the ground and getting profitable if these large companies that have all these resources to hire, you know, whoever it is that they want to run the business, if they can't do it, how hard is it for somebody that's just getting started? And that, that's kind of where Fixter began. Cool. So Fixter began with an idea, right? Yeah. Um, and and any, any idea comes from a problem in which you just described. So what was the next step? for Fixter, like so Fixter right now is an app correct yeah yeah fixtures okay. and fixtures an app um and and we've got a suite of different digital tools but the main the main core product in Fixter is is our mobile app Fixter pro and and the idea that really you know popped my head when i was down in salt lake was how difficult it is to run a business and service your customers and find customers and, and do all that as, as a, a single individual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's challenging because not, not only do you have to do it, but you have to educate yourself on how to do it well. Um, and that, that was that problem I was trying to solve. So my family, my, my brother, uh, my father's passed away now, but he was uh, running you know, a construction business his whole life. And my brother's running one now. And you know, struggling. I mean, like they're, they're, they're doing well, they're making a good living or they, my father made a good living. My brother's make one now, but still when they got started, very, very difficult. So, you know, reached out to my brother and asked him uh, a ton of questions about the challenges he faced. And it was the same ones we were facing. And I thought, you know, what if we were to, to apply technology to help automate a lot of, a lot of the challenges that companies have, and then also to, to simulate a business partner that can that can help you make decisions because that that simulated or that virtual business partner is is geared to help you make uh, profitable answers, I guess, or decisions. Interesting. So, a a virtual business partner, how 
how does that concept work? So to, without getting into too big of a, a sales pitch, the, yeah. the way we, the way that we developed Fixter, we, we created three main components into the mobile app. Um, okay. One component helps with part sourcing. So it basically it creates a contact list and it repopulates that contact list every time you come in mm -hmm. and it's, it's part suppliers. So it, it gives you as an independent the ability to get competitive pricing from all the nearby part suppliers in your area, okay. um, which is something that's really difficult because you don't have the purchasing power of larger companies. So you can go out and find the best price um, simply by using that feature in the app. So it's, it was a way to improve productivity by buying from nearby suppliers, but also getting competitive pricing. So, so that's the one feature the, the next one is a business management suite where, where it, it streamlines and automates quoting and invoicing. Um, but it does it in a way where it always makes it very visible what your win rate is for your quotes, what your margins are. And then we layer on top of that, a recommendation engine that mm -hmm. looks at the decisions that are making and your profitability and your margins and your win rate and makes recommendations on how to improve. Okay. Could, could you give an example of that? Yeah. So, so when you start a company, you don't have any leads. You're not sending okay. many quotes out. So when you, when you get a lead and you send a quote, you want to win it. So you're undervaluing yourself, right? You're the guy that's going out and ruining it for everybody by undercutting. That's but right. Yeah. But you're trying to win jobs and it's understandable. Mm -hmm. You're, you're just getting started. You don't, you don't really know what you're doing and you want to win. So when you start your business, you have a really high win rate for your quotes because you got to win them all, but that's, you're winning them at a low margin. So as, as your quote quantity increases, okay. we, we coach you to start increasing your margins to decrease that win rate. So, so the lower your win rate, the higher your margin, you've got more profit to reinvest into more leads to then increase your margins more and again, more profit, but always keeping yourself working the, the maximum amount of time you want to be working. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a cycle of leads come in, send quotes out, win, but how many do you win? And that's how you determine what your margin should be. Hmm. So when you're in the app, I mean, do you have to go through a small tutorial or whatever to, to learn how to do all this stuff? Do you guys offer no. that? Okay. No, no, it's you, you literally just create a quote like you would in anything else. Yeah. And you send the quote, we tell you what your win rate is. Okay. And, and you don't even know what's happening until, until you're doing something wrong or until our technology can see an opportunity for you to improve. Okay. And then it pops up and offers you that recommendation on how to improve. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So is that like a, an artificial intelligence? Is that what you're using there? Um, I would say yes. My, my okay. business partner who does the development would say no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's, he's the developer and, and artificial intelligence is such a funny term because it's, it's really, you know, you can look at it on a basic level of it's just, you know, taking information and, and trending it and then presenting it back to you in a way that, that helps you do something right. Okay. The, the basics, but you can get into things like machine learning where, you know, you're getting into true artificial intelligence with stuff like that, where it's, it's looking at like massive amounts of data and, and helping you make a decision based on what the entire population is doing or something like that, gotcha. um, which, which is potentially in future plans for us, but not right, not right now. And we're just getting really started with this. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's the main 
the main core is that that virtual business partner right there. But the third piece of the platform, which is actually just coming out next month, is our lead generation tool. And that's where we start connecting our users to customers. So we go out and do all the lead generation online, find the customers, bring them into our platform and offer them to our users to either get hired directly for a service call or, mm-hmm. or bid on projects. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now I know, I know there's, there's uh, I don't know much about lead generation to be honest with you, because we've never used one at our company. Um, so how, how does a lead generation system work? Cause I know online there's, if, if you, if you, if you go online and read comments from different texts, the, it's a very polarizing topic for some reason. Some, I, yeah. maybe some lead generation companies are not very good and they might send, but by the, I, you hear stories of a guy pulling up to a house and there's like three other vans waiting there and they're all like trying to fight for the job. Like, yeah. how, how do we, how do we solve this problem and streamline it to make it um, beneficial for everybody involved? Yeah. So, I, so it's, that, that's a, that's a great question and it's challenging to answer because you're, you're looking at pleasing two parties, yeah. right? The, the homeowner obviously wants to get, if we use homeowners as, as an example, we use residential as an example, they want to get quotes and they want to end up hiring um, somebody that's the, the cheapest or another customer just want, might want the best quality. Um, another customer might want somebody as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's challenging when, when your technology has to look at the needs of each individual customer and try to match you to a list of contractors. Okay. So, so what we've done to, to try to, to do lead generation better in our platform is we've tried to look at that and have our, have our, our customers or our clients or the homeowners that come into the platform answer uh, a few questions that help us formulate uh, a needs profile for them. Okay. And then and our contractors have done the same thing. They filled out their profiles. So okay. we know in a sense what their hourly rates are, minimum charge, warranty experience, all, all that stuff. Now we also know your location. Now, you know, that's something where this is a very uh, location based app. So you don't have to obviously approve location services when you download mm-hmm. fixture, but yep. it, it's a pretty useless app aside from the quoting and invoicing. If you're not, um, using the location services, but when when that homeowner submits a project and it comes in to your phone, it might okay. be listed in your project um, list to quote as the fifteenth job for you. But for me, it might be listed as the first job. So we're trying to make sure that you understand as the contractor which of those jobs we think is the most profitable for you to take, and that you have the highest likelihood to win. Mm-hmm. where that job goes first on your list, but somewhere else on everybody else's list. So we're really trying to help make sure that everybody's making the most profitable decisions and in a sense, treating it a little bit like a, a dating app, if you will. So those of you that have tried Big Blue Soap know it's incredible for checking leaks or finding leaks in refrigerant systems. But you got to remember too that I mean, we're in, we're heading into heating season for a, a large part of North America, and it's also a fabulous leak detector for gas as well. Um, we talked to John Pastorello on the science of bubbles and, and how bubbles work. Bubbles are not just 
bubbles. There, there's science behind it and, and work that goes into creating formulas to get this, this, uh, the surface tension of a bubble correct in order to generate more bubbles and micro bubbles and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, big blue guys, pick it up for gas leaks as well. So Jason Rende, okay, at Rendinator underscore HVAC on Instagram, he wrote me a very cool article. He wrote himself the article and actually I asked him to, he wrote it and it's now landed on HVACKnowitall.com. Okay. And the headline photo is his Testo air measuring tools. Cause he's a huge fan of Testo air measuring tools because they work really well, um, for him and a lot of other people as well. Like, I mean, if you have any of their airflow testing tools, you'll, you'll see how precise and accurate they are. So go read that article. It's called air balancing. Okay. By Jason Rende on HVACKnowitall.com. If you guys want to learn more about air balancing, it's a really good step-by-step basic general process on how we go about air balancing. Okay. And you implement your, your cool Testo smart probes to do it. Awesome. The other thing I wanted to let you know, and I think I mentioned it on one of the last podcasts. I can't remember, but Navac's coming out very soon with their four CFM battery operated vacuum pump. This is going to be super cool moving forward because a lot of you guys were curious about the 2CFM, didn't think it was big enough for some of your work. Now they're implementing the 4CFM, which should be big enough for a lot of, um, for all commercial or all residential applications, all appliance applications and light commercial as well. Okay. It should be good enough. If you use it with the correct hose diameter, we have to bump up those hose diameters, which we should be anyway, to increase our efficiency of a vacuum. The other thing I wanted to mention Dan Foster e-lessons and I'll leave a link in the podcast notes. So one of the e-lessons I looked at over the weekend, right? It was discussing microchannel coils. Now, if you guys want best practice installation, um, servicing and whatnot for microchannel coils, check this link out because it, one of the things, one of the things I posted was about vibration isolation and how rubber mounting and stuff can help, um, with the vibration and help over time decrease the amount of leaks maybe that you might get in a microchannel coil. So check that out. That's from Dan Foss. That's one of their e-lessons. Let's get back to Jake. This segment of the podcast is brought to you by Harago a trades-only platform helping you find the right job or the right candidate. Harago.com, best in trade. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I wanted to circle back to the um, the finding pricing uh, with, with the supplier. Um, so basically opening up your phone and getting pricing from all the local suppliers in the area so you're not calling around. How, how does that work? Do you call and get pricing from them and implement it into the system? Or are they working with you and it's kind of being generated live in, into the platform? Like, how is that all working? Yeah, so, so we use the old school keep it simple method. Okay. It's, literally, it's literally just a dynamic chat app. So it's just a messaging app that it's a con- you, you go in and there's a contact list of suppliers okay. based on proximity and trade. So if you're a plumber, you'd obviously have a list of plumbing suppliers, you know, HVAC, electrical, whatever the trade you're in. Now, it just populates by, by closest. So then you would look at that list and you would check the box like you're creating a group chat 
of the suppliers you want to check, you type okay. a message, take a picture of a, a nameplate, hit send, and that creates an individual conversation with each of those suppliers. So you hit send and you go back to work pulling out the vendor motor or whatever it is, the, the blower motor, whatever it is you're working on, you hit send, you go back to work pulling out whatever it is you're doing, and then you start receiving those prices and availability back from those suppliers. Then you can look and see, okay, where, where do I want to purchase from? What's the best gotcha. decision for my business? Who's closest? How much they charge? Who actually has it available? That's actually really, that, that's a really cool concept. I mean, I, I think of, of me sitting in my van calling a supplier, waiting on hold, and then asking for pricing, listing, telling them the model numbers, and they're busy and helping. If I could just do this in, in a few minutes and have like three or four suppliers um, on this list, kind of all giving me the price back to me within an hour, let's say. I mean, yeah. that, that would be f super cool. So do they need to have the Fixter app like on their end too? And then, then they just kind of get notifications on the app. Is that how it works? Yeah. So, so we have Fixter Wholesale, which okay. is their app. They okay. can either, they can download the app. We have a desktop app for them. You, you know, most of this, uh, the sales reps have their computer right in front of them at the sales desk. Yeah. So they they get an email. A desktop notification and then if they have the app they would get notified on their phone as well um, okay so yeah that's 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 the the communication loop right there is is their app to your app yeah that, that, that's super cool so how like where where can where can we use fixer is it is this a national internet like like where, so, where can we use it yeah so it's available across canada and the u.s okay right now um okay but we, we are just really getting started. So the majority of our suppliers are in Toronto, okay. um, in and around the greater Toronto area. Um, but what we're finding is because it's a free app. So, so fixtures free for the contractor. It's free for the, the supplier. So what we're finding is, is contractors are downloading it or hearing about it and they're going to their supplier and they're saying, Hey, um, can you get on this? Because this simplifies my life. Like it makes it easier for me to communicate with you if you're on here. So we're starting to see wholesalers signing up across the U S and, and in different provinces across Canada, um, just through, through word of mouth like that. And that's, that's really what we need because we're offering it for free. Kind of hard for us to go out and spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertising and recruiting to get suppliers on there when uh, we're trying just to do something to, to help those contractors save time and money, if you will. Yeah. And you got that like chicken, an egg dilemma or do I yeah. get the text to use it first and then go after the suppliers or get the suppliers first and then tell the text. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I guess, I, I guess if you, I think the smartest thing to do is put it in the hands of the text and yep. like you said, they will go to the supplier and go, Hey, I got this cool app. If you guys get involved, maybe it'll bring you more business. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, word of mouth is still, I mean, the internet's a pretty good marketing tool, but word of mouth, I think is still, probably number one when it comes to uh, yeah. mar mar marketing for sure. So, well, and, and it, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to mumble on you. You jump in there, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say it means a lot more having one of your customers, let's say you're in Dallas, Texas. Um, one of your customers come in to your wholesale, your supply shop and tell you about it and, and ask you if you're on it rather than, than Jake from Toronto calling and trying to, to pitch your, your supply business on it. Right. So yeah, that it, makes a lot it of does, sense. 
that that word of mouth does carry a lot of weight. Now, one of the things just to top off that we that we put in there because we knew we had that chicken and egg problem is if you're in an area that doesn't have any suppliers signed up, we have a uh, right now it's just a load more button, but we've oh. created a database of all the suppliers across Canada and the U.S. Okay. So it it always just at least you get a list of who's closest, right? You can call them, you can get directions to them, uh, read a little bit about them and at least know who's there, um, which you can do in Google Maps too, but Google Maps is a little bit biased because every time you search, it's different based on SEO and such, where this is just who's closest. That's, that's pretty cool. So, so what other um, features, like you went through three of them there. Is there anything else that, that, that the app offers right now or will be in the future? Um, well, there's a lot that, that will be offered in the future. I mean, things like automatic savings for income tax and sales tax and stuff like that, uh, will be getting built in, um, you know, in, the in the business management section, um, we have kind of a, a ranking system, kind of like a credit score, if you yeah. will, where we start ranking your business. And that's okay. really what, what, what empowers you as the business owner to track your business, to start seeing the growth of your business based on all these different metrics and seeing what you're doing well, where you can improve. So it's, it's really, really simulates a credit tracking system, but it's geared towards, towards business management. So mm -hmm. that, that'll be coming out in 2020, um, which is pretty cool. And then what Fixer offers outside is just a suite of support um, that we kind of, you know, that's more the suite of support we offer outside of Fixer Pro is really how we run our business and pay for our business is things like, you know, we have a website builder, SEO, digital marketing, social media, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I noticed that your, um, your presence on LinkedIn and you're kind of, you've written some, some articles on how businesses, um, can, uh, like some of the things you've been discussing here, right? You, you're, you're putting those into article forms so people can read and actually get some, some benefit and get some, uh, What's the word I'm looking for, man? I always get stuck with words when I talk to, <laughs> talk too much. Trying to get some, trying to get some value. Like you're trying, yeah. you're, 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 you're introducing value into the product as well by yeah. um, reading these articles that people can can gain knowledge from that, which is very cool. Yeah, we we really try to promote not spending money as a as a starting contractor. Um, you know, get your revenue up before you spend. So if if you're gonna go out and and purchase a software for a hundred bucks a month um, yeah. that does project management, but you haven't sold any projects. We're, we're trying to say like, like, be careful, like don't do that. Even looking at lead generation, you know, going out and doing Google AdWords when you have, when you have no revenue to pay for that mm -hmm. is you might want to do a little bit of stuff like that, but there's so many places you can go and get free leads. So a lot of the articles we write and, and the, the, the videos I'm starting to do more of on LinkedIn, are trying to give you ideas or education on here's some things you can do that don't cost you any money. You can go get some business, get your revenue up. And again, start that, that cycle of make money, make profit, spend profit, you know, make more money, higher profit, then you got more to spend and, and, and really get into to that loop of profitability. Yeah. And, and I like that one little tip you gave with the, with the dog treats, because <laughs> Even, even, I mean, it, it sounds funny, but if you think about that in a grand scheme of things, these are little things that you can do to keep customers forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
you walk yeah. into, to, I mean, you, you can explain the, the tip if you like, and then, then we can dis- discuss it. Yeah. I mean, not, not discuss that tip particular, yeah. but just the yeah. value that that kind of stuff brings. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the tip I gave on, on LinkedIn was to differentiate yourself from, from everybody else, because every contractor now, like we're not stupid, right? We know we've got to give sir good service. We, we know we've got to give quality craftsmanship. We know we got to show up on time and be friendly. And, and the majority of contracts out there are doing that. So, so how can you be remembered? And the tip I gave was a random kind of idea. Of you, you walk into a house and you do a job and they happen to have a dog. And if you're a dog person, which I am, I love dogs. If you had dog treats and said, hey, can I give your dog a treat? And you give the dog a treat and then scratch behind his ears or whatever. Like that homeowner instantly relaxes and, and you've got this bond with that homeowner, that customer now because of such a small interaction of something mm-hmm. you've done to show them that you care. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. Little, little tiny things like that can go so far. Like, I mean, I try to implement that with customers. Like I'll ask them how their, how their kids are and how their weekend was. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just kind of takes the, the edge off of, of trying to be like uh, this, this, these two professionals that have to be so professional with each other, but you can kind of break down these walls sometimes and you can find a way in by just being a human being. And I mean, once your customer sees that you're human and you're not just this robotic tech to come fix their heating, I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna go, um, it's gonna go your way most of the time. I, I think yeah. anyway, and, and that's where yeah. you were coming from, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. So if there's anything, uh, actually, so Fixter, maybe you should, um, how do we spell Fixter? First of all, yeah. because someone might spell it with an F, but it's not spelled with an F. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we spelled it differently because there was a lot of companies out there that were, were using the, the letters F I X. So we, we went with P is in Paul H Y X T is in Tom E is in Edward R. So we, we spelt it a little funky, but thought it, it was something a little bit different and fun. Okay. So it's an Android and, um, iPhone yeah. based app. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, so just go on the Google play store or the, uh, the app store and, and download it and check it out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're still a, a young company and, and, uh, you know, one of the things I love about the trades is everybody's so supportive. So we, we get a lot of, a lot of people that, you know, shoot feedback and we'll say, Hey, it'd be cool if you did this or, you know, we're, we're supportive, but we're also real. They might say, Hey, this is a piece of shit. Um, you should change this. Like, and, and that's fine. Like, I mean, I, we, we love getting feedback, especially real because I would rather have somebody shoot us feedback to say, here's what needs improved than, Hey, I like that you do this. I mean, that's great. I, I love hearing that you like something, but hearing what you don't like is what really drives us to improve, to give you a better product. Yeah, exactly. And, and when you're in the kind of the app development business that you are, you can go to work wearing a hoodie and a pair of running yeah. shoes and put your, your feet on the desk and chill out. <laughs> <laughs> right? you, you don't, you don't need to put the work boots on it. It's like working at Google, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Awesome. A little bit different. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a different, it's a different challenge than waking up every morning at like, whatever time techs wake up these days, like five thirty six on the road for an hour, an hour and a half and mm-hmm. slug it, slug it all day, getting dirty, sweaty, rolling around. But then, I mean, 
the uh, just all those experiences you've had, you you've seen problems, and now you're trying to solve some problems that you've seen along the way, and and that's that's just a different way of helping the trade. I mean, it, it really is. Like if if somebody offered me the opportunity to to go build something really really cool, and it took me out of the trade, but it helped me help the trade in a different way. Obviously yeah. I would look at that too, man, because it's just, there's so much opportunity out there nowadays. Yeah. You know, if, if I can add one thing that sure. it, you, I mean, you, you really touched on it there that that excites uh, me more than anything is, is thinking about, you know, not a lot of people are, are going into trades that skills gap is getting worse every year. And, and something that really excites me is, is what we're hoping for is, is people start or stop saying, you know, uh, what's a, what's a potential profession? Well, you could go be a plumber or you could go be uh, an HVAC tech or an electrician. What, what excites me is when it becomes simple enough and that stereotype of being an entrepreneur is gone where it's, you could, you're in high school. What could I be? I'm going to run a plumbing business. Yeah. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to run an, an HVAC business. You're not starting with, I'm going to be an HVAC tech, you know, because it's, that stereotype of being an entrepreneur is, is brutal, right? Everybody knows all oh, that 16 hour days and it's paperwork and nobody pays me and it's so risky. But if we can remove that risk and remove that stereotype, it becomes a new conversation of excitement and massive potential. I mean, you, you know the potential of getting into trades. I mean, tons of money to be made. It's an unbelievable opportunity to travel the world and, and to run your own business if you want. Yeah, yeah, man. Everywhere you look, there's a new building going up. That building needs to be built. It needs to have skilled trades to, to build it and install everything. And then for years, it needs to be maintained. Yeah. Um, so there's so much opportunity. And the entrepreneur thing, I mean, that that is something that not one teacher or guidance counselor in high school will say, hey, listen, you can be an entrepreneur. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody, nobody does that, right? And, no. and I am, I'm in this mindset where, when my kids are like 16, 17, they're, they're wondering what they should do. I'll be like, you know what? Do you, do you have a problem in, in this world? Do you see a problem? Think of a way to solve it and, and go out and try to solve it. Like if yeah. you fail, you fail, but do it early, do it early. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get into the trades, it's a great place to start to develop your problem, uh, your problem solving skills. Because I mean, amazing when, place. When, yeah. When you develop problem solving skills, I mean, you see problems everywhere and you try to solve them everywhere. And then that sparks the entrepreneurial spirit in you. Right. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So awesome. So, so Fixter, uh, Android, iPhone, and um, it's growing. And, and the thing about you being a small business, just starting up and stuff like that, I feel like a lot of customers will have a lot of, um, like you said already, they'll have good feedback, but they'll also have, um, some leeway with you. Like if you're a company that's been around for 50 years and, and there's, you know what I mean? People are going to complain and gripe, but I yeah. think that your customers know that you're starting out and they'll grow with you. And I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Jake, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And, uh, we'll, we'll see your more, uh, more of your tips on LinkedIn for sure. Yeah, thanks. And uh, keep, keep the videos up too. I mean, I'm not on the tools anymore, but I love seeing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I'm going to miss it one day when I'm off too. So I, I'm glad there's, I'm glad there's uh, all these platforms out where people can kind of have their own, their own brand and do this stuff. Like, it'll, it'll be perpetual, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, social media is not going away. There's going to be new avenues coming out in the future for you to, 
to show your skills. So I got to say, for me as a technician on the road, now I don't own my own physical HVAC company um, where we install and service. I work for a company. HVAC know-it-all is... <laughs> as a side gig is, 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 is enough for me. Trust me. <laughs> anyway. So the, the, the cool part about the app is sitting on your phone and opening it up and getting a repopulated list of local suppliers and saying, Hey, I need part ABC. Here's the model number. Here's the serial number of the unit. Throw me some prices. Now, when this gets big enough and suppliers around North America have it, it's going to be such a handy tool for anybody that uses it because it kind of, it takes anything. So somebody smarter than me once said, and I don't remember who this was. It was probably listening to a podcast about technology and stuff like that. Cause I, I listened to some of these podcasts about tech and different tech that's coming out, ways to do things and all that. Somebody said, if you can automate your life, to make things easier for yourself, do it. Because there's so much going on. Anything that you can automate and you have a way to do it easily and streamline your life, do it. So this is a way to automate your life. In my mind, anyway. It, it, it spits back prices at you from different suppliers. You choose which one you want, you go drive to it. Anyway, that feature in itself is pretty damn cool. Anyway, guys time for me to get going uh it's the end of the day i gotta start driving home jake thank you very much check out fixture guys happy hvacking